Did anyone have a specific thing they wanted to talk about right now before we open the episode? I do. My Tamagotchi died. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? They can die? Like the That's battery the whole... in it died? Or no, you... no, no. My Tamagotchi died. So you were like, you were like, I know it's a good energy for the goofy pre-show <laughs> bit. Pet death. <laughs> Seems good. Yep. Fine. I, you asked what I want. If You're anyone right. Anything. I'm just now questioning okay, why I that's the it. thing you it. wanted to talk about. No, no, no. I have it. So I have sorted my phone game apps. Mm-hmm. I have too many games that I just need to delete, but yes. I do have like two little boxes. You know how you on the iOS you can folders. Have two they're called have folders. <laughs> <laughs> they're little boxes on here. Look. Um, I have sorted two boxes of all the games I play. Uh, and I just want to go through some of them with y'all to maybe make you play mm-hmm. them. <laughs> okay. Ray's like, I'm going to use the gunk for my own little sh- side quest in the free show. <laughs> you asked! You asked! Does anyone have anything to talk yeah, about? Tell this me, tell I, me. This is what I've been doing with my life. I've been playing Pokemon Masters. Okay. Uh, which has a new summer event with Steven Stone. You might know him from Pokemon in in casual beach clothing, and mm. I'm living for it. Yeah. There's Pokemon Cafe, which has an event right now where Dragonite can join you, your cafe staff, and I need it. He's very cute. And then there's also Dr. Mario World, which I downloaded yesterday. Yeah. Because I got an ad, and then I started tweeting about it. Yeah. About how you shouldn't give babies PhDs, and everybody was mad at me. (laughs) Terrence, do you believe that babies should hold PhDs and prescribe medications to people? Um, I guess I I guess there's other factors. No, I'm joking. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) I mean, if they're good at what they do, yeah. I really don't think you can snuff out a a child's potential based on their age. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. What? See, am I living in a different reality where it's okay to give babies you said PhDs? Stephen Stone from Pokemon, and since then I haven't stopped thinking Stephen Stone Cold Austin. Is that the same guy? Uh, is that no? It's his uh, name Stephen. No, it's Steve. Oh, I'll Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what it. Okay. Like yeah, Stone Cold no, Steve Stone Austin. Stone Cold is his middle name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, if you had a professional wrestler name, what would it be then? Um, Garfield. <laughs> oh my God, Joe in a cat outfit. An orange striped cat outfit. And he has no more energy than he normally has. And he's just in the (laughs) wrestling match. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to start yelling at the Undertaker to give you lasagna. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, My name would be Thick Situation. Mm. Thick Situation? That sounds like a stripper name. It's also a wrestler name. Baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's my wrestler name. You can go from one right into the next. <laughs> I got busy you got both jobs. jobs. Okay. Dual class. <laughs> wrestler stripper. I love it. Ter- Terrence, what what would your name be uh, in the ring? Like, I, it, 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 hear me out. And it has nothing to do with the game that we, we played this week. But, so, 
<laughs> okay, so the term Goomba, right? Like, I'd want yeah. my wrestler name to be Goomba, but it would have to be Goomba! You know, like, it couldn't be... Like, it, I wouldn't want them to cheat me on the length. <laughs> Why come they've never done a Goomba with a skull face and a cape and it called him Doomba? Oh, oh, because they're cowards. Because they just paid you, and that's the new boss yeah. for sure. I, help me. Well, I haven't beaten this Paper Mario game yet, so I don't know for sure. Because if it True. if it showed up in a in a Mario game, it would be It'd the be Paper, Mar- Paper yeah. Mario game. It'd be either been in Thousand Year Door in the Glitz pit, Glitz Pit, yeah, or here in this game. Mm-hmm. We are talking a lot about Paper Mario. I just realized for the gunk. No, mm, I mean it's a different I, game. The gunk's done. We're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, you ready to begin the episode? You said Garfield. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, no, no. On. Let's talk more about my Garfield wrestling no, persona. I, 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 I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Okay. It's like, wait, did Joe fuck up? Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> I really couldn't remember if you said, and then I was like, oh, you said Garfield. It would be a full fur suit, like a tanuki suit. Um, <laughs> yes. Little added paunch, and there, there are lasagna in the pockets. Do you use um, it? Do you weaponize lasagna? Uh, yeah, I, I, I throw it on the ground and then the, my enemies slip on it. I also oh have God. kitty claws. Which are illegal in professional wrestling. It's, it's really, it's a very unconventional wrestling <laughs> situation. It, do, do the claws actually hurt people or is yeah, it just Yeah, they're deadly kitty claws. But you can't use those, it's illegal. I mean, I don't really know the yeah, rules of wrestling. But I'm but... a fucking heel, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Garfield <laughs> is a heel. God. Hello, and welcome to Gaming New Horizons. It is a video game podcast where your three best friends get together talk about some gaming news sometimes sometimes they talk about other things we'll see what happens this week and then they talk about some video game at length and decide whether or not it's worth our time their time i've been using uh pronouns kind of weirdly throughout this sentence my name is joseph lang <laughs> i think you said it correctly <laughs> my name is joe and i'm your best friend my name is terrence i'm your other best friend and I'm Ray, and I'm your third best friend. And we are here to talk about the video game? The Maybe. Bo- the experience. You'll have to listen the, to find the out. The experience of, of Blazeball. Blazeball, let's go! Let's go, Moist Talker. So you guys okay, are being um, very vague about every aspect of Blazeball besides yeah. the name. So, Terrence, so we, we, we exist on a spectrum right now. Ray <laughs> actively... Ray actively engages with Blazeball and is excited about it. As of yesterday. As of yesterday. I have seen people talking about Blazeball on Twitter, and I feel like I'm going mad because everyone's talking about Blazeball, and they're very excited about it. And I've seen, like, cards, like, baseball cards of, I'm sorry, Blazeball cards of characters that are are in these get-ups, but they're, like, these... uh, some of them are like these eldritch creatures and stuff. Very interesting. And Terrence, you've never heard the word Blazeball before we started recording today. Yes. I feel, Terrence, honestly, that you and I, having told you what I've told you just now, you and I know the same amount about Blazeball. Um, 
Yeah, but I, I, so I have two points to bring up. First off, this this uh, spectrum that we're on is is pretty fucking common. Let me just let me just say this is <laughs> the most common spectrum that we all three exist on at the same time. First, <laughs> certain. Um, I do a lot of research about things. <laughs> the second thing is, um, before we get into what baseball is, I have to ask: um, is is this the type of thing that? Is hype because people made it hype? Is it interesting? Like, is it is it based on pure desire? Like, what is your interest coming from in this game? Like, it's a blaze ball. That doesn't answer my question. That's it. Does. And that's that's what it always comes back to, isn't it? It's all, it's always blaze ball in the end. So, Ray, can you please, for God's sake, please tell me what the fuck blaze ball is? Sure. Uh, this is a description I got from dear friend of the show, Alex from the Cryptid Keeper. Uh, Blazeball is an absurdist surreal fantasy baseball league with an immersive fan culture of collaboratively developed lore. So, it's fantasy, it's a, it's, it's fantasy baseball. But like actually fantasy. But actually fantasy. So it's an idea that everybody started adding to. It's a TTRPG. You're, it's kind of like you're LARPing when you know about sports. (laughs) You're (laughs) LARPing being a baseball fan. But it's. See, originally that sounds like a bad combination, but you know, some foods like ranch and pizza go together. So so tell me about this. I've always thought about how I would really be into like fantasy leagues in sports, Mm -hmm. but like I don't watch real sports. I understand sports and I know how sports work. Sports. Yeah, sports. You like ball, point. And hit. Hit. You run. Somebody's got to get hit. Penalty. Uh, totally. <laughs> uh, field goal. No. And there's there's a guy in a striped outfit. Always. Yes. There is your the resident zebra in any sport. That has important. to be a zebra. It's not a sport without a zebra. <laughs> I have to part the curtain a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay, because it's make make driving me mad. The three of us do actually understand sports. <laughs> gotta gotta make that. I feel like we've made that pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> By saying field hockey <laughs> and volleyball. Oh yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so the thing about baseball is you just sign up on a website, and the first thing you have to do is pick a team, and then you have to to support that team unwaveringly. You know nothing about them. Let's go Canadian Moist Talkers. Woo. Uh, so. It's every season is five days with a postseason on Saturday, so that's today for us. Uh, and I'm in the playoffs, and I'm very excited. What and the a new hell? day starts every hour, so games are always happening. They're continuously going, and you can bet uh, on these games to make in-game currency. But it's all free. You can ask the baseball gods for more money. There's a beg button when you're out of money. And it just gives it to you. So you can't spend real money on baseball. So if you always wanted to get into a fantasy league, here it is. When you say button, what interface are you working with? Uh, uh, You're on a website. What do you mean when you say button? (laughs) You're on a website. Uh, You're on a website. Okay. There's a there's a baseball website. www.blaseball.biz. That that, no, it's baseball.com. Okay, it actually is baseball.com. I did, I, I was going to say that as a joke, and then I was like, I don't want that to be... 
wrong. No, it's blazeball.com. Go check out the Twitter. The commissioner is doing a great job. So, the the last thing you need to know about is that the lore is incomplete and also the players die a lot. Oh. There's a lot of death in this episode. What? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) So, I was told, because I've just got into blazeball and I'm super excited for the moist talkers. But continue. Uh, why are they called that, moist talkers? Why'd you pick that? A, do you want me to read off some names for you for, for the sake of letting you know? Yeah, the names of the oh, players. Oh, yeah, actually, I asked my our, our friend Alex uh How do you spell baseball, by the way? It's like baseball, but with an L after the B. Yes. Um, so I support the Canada moist talkers. Our friend Ronnie on Ending Pending is with the Philly Pies. Um, fuck you, Pies. Uh, so, and also Alex. Wow. Uh, and... Listen, okay, I'm here for discourse about baseball. I'm here to, to support my team is there, in the fl- playoffs. Is there merch? Can you buy, like, a ba- a, a baseball hat, excuse me, of with the Moist Talkers logo? Oh, it? I sure hope so. I, I if not, somebody's going to make it soon. This is very recent. It's only happened in the last few weeks. Uh, That's what I uh, want. I want to wear one of those to work and then have all the, the sportos in the bar be like, "What's what team is that? <laughs> And you're like the Canada Moist Talkers. <laughs> what idiot. do we need, idiot? Baseball. Let's you know go. About baseball. Anyway, I have to go back to the kitchen. Uh, Alex supports the Jazz Hands and the Tigers. Oh, uh, oh, I see. Splitting, splitting allegiance so that well, can... <laughs> Andrew supports the the Tigers. I, see. So I love that they're Alex. just the Tigers. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> as if as if Detroit Tigers don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. You know, no Tigers, the fantasy oh. team. Yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah. It's Jazz Hands versus Tigers right now. Oh, a division in the house. I guess we. I guess we have to stop recording. This is. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I, does that make sense? So is it just like the scores are posted every hour, or? <laughs> yeah, I'm watching live right now. How are you what do you mean? It? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> it's right here. What do you I'm mean you're watching it. live? I'm watching the game. Can you sh- it's right can here. You, can you share your screen right, please? Because I can't. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, need I to don't know. understand what the problem is. Are you watching is. people it's play baseball. baseball? Is that what you're watching? <laughs> I'm watching the baseball. <laughs> I- <laughs> See? Moist Talkers versus Pies. I oh, Moist Talkers aren't doing great right now, but hey, you know, this, that's just how it goes sometimes. You're, you're watching the scores. This isn't the game. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> I'm looking at your screen, right? This looks like mm-hmm. you're watching results. Flowers? Oh, I have to play baseball so I can support the flowers. Oh, there are no postseason games scheduled for day 102. Okay, so there's a new game starting soon uh, for all of them. Anyway. And, and there you have it. Uh, y'all should play... Joe and Terrence, you need to play baseball. Me. You have to... Yes. Are, I, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give I do, it a shot. I do want to play it just so I can support the flowers. That's yes. all. That's all I really uh, want. I want to play it because... Humans do a weird thing where we add meaning to um, words on the screen. <laughs> Did you figure it out yet, Terrence? And I would like to also partake in adding meaning to these words. <laughs> Did you figure it out yet that because of quarantine, there's not a lot of sports going on, so this happened? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. No, I and get that, that this is a cultural sure. phenomenon. Is. Also, the commissioner is doing a fantastic job right now. 
Great job. 10 out of 10. <laughs> so that's our gaming. Placeball is... Placeball! Is, is placeball. <laughs> Next time we see Ray, he's going to have, like, uh, the hat with two cans on the sides. <laughs> he's going to have the foam finger. <laughs> yes. Has the lips on it. I also do love, Ray, that you're really committing to the aesthetic of sport fan. Because, like, I know, like, people who really like hockey, that whenever hockey is said, they, they go, Hockey! That's, I, that's how you. That's how you. I was a hockey oh, fan I, as a child. I know how this I feel works. Like I know hockey players who don't hear hockey when it's brought up. Have I ever told? Okay, real quick side story. This is the most jock episode of GNA. Yeah, oh, for Sorry. sure, for sure. And um, it's it's not very jock, but it is. We did start off by talking about wrestling. Yes, yeah, it did. No, it's super sport. Um, so back when the. The Red Wings uh, in the 90s, not the early 90s, like the mid-90s for the the playoffs mm-hmm. um, for the NHL. Yeah, let's uh, see when they won the Stanley Cup. I'm gonna... Yeah, I need to... Well, the thing is they lost this year, and I'm, oh. I'm, I'm upset because I have a story about it. Is it the one that, is it the year that they lost to, the, to Chicago? I don't remember it. Let's take a look. What is happening? We're talking about sports. I'm going to get coffee. I have a side story, though. It's important. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm here. Don't leave me. They won the Stanley Cup in 97, 98, 2002, 2008. Foolish boy. That's why I was a fan of the Red Wings. That was a good time to be a fan of them when I was coming up. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I was a fan of the Red Wings. Still am in, in some ways. But in elementary school, so it was probably 98 then. Or mm-hmm. 2000. It's 98 or 2000. 2002. Uh, probably 2000. 2002. Uh, in my art class in elementary school, we made little octopi, like on paper. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Folded little tentacles. Uh, because there's a whole thing about octopi in the Red Wings. I'm not going to get into it. And m- me, being naive little Ray, used that as the lucky charm. As, the, as for the Red Wings, I'm like, they're winning because I made this cool thing. Yep. Uh, I mean, you were right. The moment my family threw that out, they lost. Mm-hmm. The Red Wings started losing. I'm like, you destroyed the Red Wings. Yeah. And I was I can never, I can never talk to you again. I was devastated. You, anyway. You cursed my favorite hockey team. Hockey. <laughs> there was an L way before. <laughs> this L somewhere in there. Hockey. Oh, <laughs> hockey. <laughs> anyway, um... Let's go, Moist Talkers. Let's go. Come on. I'm not going to allow you to use this. It's not going to be propaganda for Moist Talkers. <laughs> if you decide, if you listen to this episode and you decide that you want to play baseball, um, you do not have to support the Canadian Moist Talkers. <laughs> not that there's anything Why? wrong with being from Canada, okay, if we have any Canadian listeners. But, but <laughs> there is something wrong with letting your team be called the Moist Talkers. <laughs> Oh, also, when you play, look up your uh, player names, because some of them are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So go do that. But that's baseball in a nutshell for y'all. Can't wait to advertise it. I can't wait to just start talking about, did you catch that game last night? Like, the uh, random electricians that I work with, who will all, like, Mm -hmm. because, you know, a common factor for humans to do is to try to be socially accepted. So they might, like, do some kind of vibe of trying to agree with me and know nothing about it. It's going to be fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> you need yeah, to tell did me. Did you see Combs out there knocking it out oh of the park? God. Oh my no, gosh! Oh, did you see that? Not a robot died last night. I'm really upset. Died? <laughs> Jeez! I like how that's like a normal thing in Blaze. Taking like, out the game. Wild. Cut down in their prime. To my knowledge, Not a Robot is still alive on my team. Uh, so we're fine. Well, good. Good. Just like Glados. Um. <laughs> oh. What's- <laughs> Let's Dang. talk about a Let's different video, video game. <laughs> what video games do you guys want to talk about? Are there any that have sports in them? Maybe we can just do a different one this week is instead it, of Paper Mario. Is it, is it fishing um, sports? Do you want to talk about Super Sluggers? Yeah, sure. Paper, no. Paper Mario Super Sluggers. <laughs> yeah. game, as Lakitu would say. Fishing is a sport, right? Fishing is a sport, and fishing, fishing? is a thing that happens in Paper Mario. Yeah, exactly. Origami King, which, as we all know, because it has a fishing ge- mini game, we know it is a real video game. It also has coins, so that's an important facet as well. Yes. Super, not super, but Paper <laughs> Mario Origami King is a new video game from Nintendo Enterprises uh, that came out a couple of weeks ago, and it's really wonderful so far, I think. That's it's my pretty opinion great. right off the bat. It's pretty great. Uh, it's a single-player role-playing game where you control a paper version of Mario in a world full of paper characters, um, and you travel through the world on this epic quest. Um, what has happened is that the main villain, King Ali of Origami Land, or whatever... <laughs> uh, Never stated yet where has, I am. ...has... Uh, arrived in toad town in in the paper kingdom and has begun to fold everyone up into origami folded soldiers and once they become folded up they are they have lost their will they become basically pawns of king ali and And you can't turn them back you can't turn them back and uh mario and luigi are arriving at uh the the Peach's Princess Castle. Peach's, Peach's Castle, Castle for a big party to find the world in this state. Um, Mario and Luigi get separated as King Ali captures Peach's Castle and takes it off to a far-off mountaintop and has it uh, covered in five different colorful streamers. Those streamers stretch across the sky to different points in the world. Yeah. And Mario is joined by Ali's sister, Olivia, who uh, is not malicious <laughs> and is like, Ali, why are you doing this busted shit? Um, that's what she talks like. <laughs> she does say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and and that's that's kind of the premise of the game. Mm-hmm. And you get you get origami mm-hmm. powers as you as you go through and the, you battle folded soldiers. In, in battle yeah that's cool. it thank you thank you joe for that 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 nice synopsis of of what the game's about so i'm gonna withhold a lot of my history of the paper mario franchise uh and just focus on this one because i've we've talked about it at length before uh so go find those episodes just look around <laughs> oh it's man I, like, I meant to look it up i forget which one it's like one of the last five episodes yeah. let me Whenever we did this game up. as the gaming news. By the way, is Tokyo this Jungle. is this the first game that we um played after bringing up that it was coming out in the gaming news? I think so. Yeah. 
Um, Tokyo Jungle. It was our Tokyo Jungle episode. The gaming news is a pretty recent addition to the <laughs> show, and uh, mm-hmm. we've played a lot of old-ass video games. Yes, so, yes. Right. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to hear our takes on the Paper Mario franchise, go listen to our Tokyo Jungle episode. It's very good. Uh, but, uh, in terms of Paper Mario Origami King, uh, I think as it stands, it's actually a very good video game. Uh, the gameplay is fun, the characters are fun, the story, it's pretty simple, you know, mm-hmm. bad things are happening, stop it. Uh, you have to go to different places to, to cut the streamers in half, so you have to, like, kill, I don't know, like, Penny, Joy chase (laughs) streamers you jackass (laughs) (laughs) sorry not twitch streamers big uh, long colorful ribbons long colorful ribbons go to different extremely different and vibrant areas to 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 stop to to stop king ollie and uh a lot of reservation that came from uh, me and a lot of people is whether or not there are going to be partners in this game because mm-hmm. partners are were a big mechanic in the first two Paper Mario games, where uh, in battle Mario can have uh, 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 jump and hammer and other things, and then his partners can do other attacks to to help kill enemies. Uh, in this game, there are partners in a sense. Uh, they're a lot more limited, but they add a lot of flavor to the adventure. Yes. Um, but they don't help as much in combat because combat is very different in this game. And yes. It. I don't. How do you describe it? Yeah, how do you I've been. Describe I've been the ring battles. I've been trying to like find the best way to to word this. So, the the battle field in previous games has been a very standard left to right. Uh, like you're on the left side of the screen, enemies are on the right side of the screen, and it's just turn-based combat. The ring battles in this game instead are a three-dimensional space, and Mario's at the center of a kind of dartboard-looking board. Um, and around him there are four concentric rings, uh, and then each of those rings has 12 even sections, kind of spaced out like the, the markings on a clock. And so that means that there are 48 total spaces which enemies can occupy. And on your turn, you have a limited time to shift those rings around. You can either turn one of the four rings or choose one of the 12 rows and shift them to get the enemies in one of two specific patterns. One of the patterns is susceptible to jump attacks. They're in a straight line. One of them is susceptible to hammer attacks where he smashes a two-by-two grid right next to him. Um, And so if you get them lined up properly, then you get, like, you get, like, more attack power, and it's usually possible to wipe out all of the enemies in one turn. If you don't wipe them all out, then they attack you, and if you leave more than a couple alive, they can do a lot of damage very quickly if you're not Mm -hmm. careful. Um, this, that, it, it sounds confusing, and it is, uh, I'll talk about a little bit more about it later in the episode, uh, but as it stands, it's pretty fun. It's a fun battle system. It's more puzzle-based than act, 
action com based. Yes, a lot uh, of the past games the, have been. The the meat of the battles takes place in that first puzzle solving stage. If you do a good job of solving the puzzle, then the battle is pretty much over after that. There is a little bit to the the action commands, which are a mainstay of the series and all of that, but they're back. They they are back and they are good, but um the the most important the most crucial element of the battles is that first stage of lining up the rings if you do that properly you're pretty much in the clear and if you have trouble doing that well that's gonna be tough i'll talk about it i'll talk about it yeah uh terrence (laughs) uh we just kind of went into it what do you think about this game so far i i have a lot of feelings about this game first off i want to talk about its overall weirdness compared to games of uh, to compare to uh, more yeah. standard Mario games, I guess is the term. We'll look you up haven't sure. played a Paper Mario game, right? Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay, but okay, just to yeah. make to so make the tone, clear. the tone is new to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mario tends to not really ever go to the creepy side in the standard games, even when they have mm-hmm. uh, a you know thematically creepy aesthetic for the stage. Yeah. You know, uh, say dry yep. dry bones and any of those don't really do it. But in yeah, this like game, even uh, even uh, like the the haunted house or whatever, exactly. Super Mario sixty four, which is a scary level, but it's like the tone of the game doesn't treat it as such. Exactly, right. it's 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 just another place, and it keeps the cute fun uh, vibe. And I think that's more targeted right. to kids, which is another point I want to get into. In this is what I'm noticing, but in this one, the initial they uh, definitely do a good job of sending you a creepy vibe. And yeah. although throughout mm-hmm. the game uh, the vibe seems to ease up, they definitely still dip back into it every now and then, which I think is really yes. important. Um, yeah. It's a dark premise. Yeah. It's a dark premise, and I, I'll talk more about it later, but Terrence, I want to know what some of the things that you saw that made you think, like, this is creepy, this is kind of darker than I was expecting for Mario. So when it comes to uh, giving off a vibe video games uh, take more than one route. You know, like, it comes to music, it comes to moment, it comes to what's being said. And I think this game does a really good job of adding those three to add to those creepy moments. And it, it's weird, right? Because Mario <laughs> Mario does a really good job of giving you everything you want to make you feel like the world is yours and you can take it by storm. This game, <laughs> right out the beginning, when you meet uh, the folded peach for the first time, they immediately draw back all of the music. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, the blank expression also, like, uh, awards to the creepiness. All of the origami pieces are fairly creepy. And the monsters yeah. that you have to fight, including the paper mache Goombas, all have mm. this, this vibe that make you feel like, um, you don't know why, but this is much more dangerous than what this world is used to offering. And I like that. Uh-huh. And, um... Uh, even even to the points where you see the damage that's being dealt to the paper world. So in the game, they have this uh, this mechanic of holes in the world that you can patch up with confetti. First off, is that a new thing? Yeah, that's new. Okay. Well, um, so in sorry in color splash, you could use your hammer to paint things. It was a similar idea. Okay. All right. But if you look at these holes, and sometimes they're taken out of things that makes it even more unsettling. But when you see these holes, it it's like, it's super creepy. If Mario falls into the hole, he takes a certain amount of damage. Actually, a fair amount of damage compared to his mm-hmm. life. Um, and, but you can see the wire framing 
of the paper mache mm-hmm. world. And I don't know why that's so creepy. Like it, yeah. it, it, it it's jarring. It like t- it's like it's like this is a storybook world and it part of it is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like and that. And it's ugly yeah. and it's dark looking and you have yeah. no choice uh t- but to want to patch up everything. You know, like it's definitely not a thing you have to do uh most of the time. But mm-hmm. I can't find a hole that I don't want to patch up because I'm just like this perfect world. I can't have this this <laughs> ugly thing. And when you see what's causing those things, it's even creepier. Like I don't know. But basically, um, all that to say that this game um, it goes in a completely different direction from the standard Mario f- uh, thing that it's trying to do, and not just in the creepy way. Um, I wanted to talk about the personalities that these characters are given that they're not given in other games. So yeah, that's important. Yeah, that's important for Paper, Paper Mario, Mario is a different character yeah, than Mario. Exactly. Yes. Paper Luigi is a different character than Luigi, although yes. they keep they keep the key parts of themselves, which is really cool. Luigi is mm-hmm. definitely still a Freddy cat. He definitely is. Uh, to to wrap it all up, I, I have to say that this game makes almost every character sassy as fuck. To be honest, everybody yeah. has a has a strong personality and a strong idea of who they are and it comes out in their simple little sentences is wild yeah no uh paper luigi has gone through quite a journey as a character from staying at home to to guard the house and writing about his jealousy of his brother going on adventures to now well to going on adventures with mario and, yeah. and super paper mario and then to hear where he goes off on his own adventure to go get the key to peach's castle yeah. to help mario which so, is yeah. super adorable let's talk to me. about it luigi is. because right out the gate this is the first game paper mario game so i want to ask these paper mario games are canon in some way they're canon to the paper mario okay series, yeah. okay so luigi um has this idea that he needs to take charge in this game even when he is confronted with his own fears and his own dispositions, he feels the need to overcome that for the sake of Mario. So that seems to be based on something, and I think you brought it up. It's based on, um, I mean, uh, in the past, he's written notes about how he felt about being a Mario Shadow. Yeah, so yeah. in the first Paper Mario game, there's a secret room in the Mario Brothers house where that you can access, where you can find Luigi's secret diary. And he talks about, uh, well, there's references to, like, the sports games and the party games where they used to play games together. And now they're, like, doing adventures. And, like, he hints to Luigi's Mansion coming out uh, because he's scared of ghosts. And But he also talks about how Mario goes on an adventure and doesn't take him. And it sucks. And then in the second game, I'm just going to go through Luigi's paper history now. Sorry, you're welcome. In the second game, Thousand Year Door... Luigi ends up going on his own adventure. I just have a side note. Um, sorry, you're welcome. Yeah. Is Ray? <laughs> <But I continue>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> Actually, uh, in the second game, he goes on his own adventure to the Waffle Kingdom mm-hmm. or something, and he like gets his own partners. And you don't play through it, but whenever you run into him in the main town, he has a different partner that tells you a little bit of how they joined Luigi. And it's mostly comical. But Luigi also hypes it up for Mario and how he's this grand adventurer hero saving this kingdom. And he does. Well, he is. Yeah, for sure. And then in the third game, (laughs) Super Paper Mario, 
uh, Luigi is a playable character. He's also, spoilers, big spoilers, one of the main bosses because of his dark jealousy and he gets confronted and brainwashed Ooh. to fight Mario and friends. It's a whole that thing. Really it's really cool. It delves deep into Luigi's psyche. Yeah. I love Super Paper Mario for that. And well, then and this... This is I was gonna bring it up later, but this is this is part of the reason that the Super or the Paper Mario series is so like unique and why it's so beloved by at least you and I and I know a lot of other people as well. Um it is because it takes your Mario characters and like all those those things that you love from other games, but it's not afraid to be a little bit darker. And yes. be a little bit creepier and, and be a little bit more serious, even though 99% of the game is like all like one off jokes and mm-hmm. soft edges and like very, very colorful and pleasant. Fun even the creepy stuff is like, oh, I'm scared, like whatever. But then mm-hmm. there are beats that are very serious and very heavy. And I was worried about this game like i kind of was getting to a point in it where i'm like i don't know if they're gonna get there I, i'm, I'm yeah. wondering if this game is for like you know if they they reeled back on that entirely if this and then was a sticker star and then uh-huh. i was wrong i was i was i'm and i'm glad i was wrong so, they they are not afraid to to keep those kind of dark themes like going forward and it's not like not like grim dark like edgy stuff but just like more serious like like Serious touching on themes topics. of death and and mm-hmm. uh, and afterlife and uh, like uh, and, impacts and that you have and things that you can do with your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to ask really quickly. Um, so do you guys think that the reason why Mario was able to do this is because of the ability they have to move to a more simple and more enjoyable aesthetic? Because if you think about it, the bubbly little chibi Mario is mm-hmm. supposed to be cuter and more inviting than the regular Mario. And do you think that they are able to take a more darker tone because of that contrast? You know, like the more approachable it is for kind of like how cartoons like, say, Steven yeah. Universe are able to get into dark points, uh, mm-hmm. but make you uh, but kind of like, I don't want to say trick you into it because of how yeah. it looks. But kind of that, you know, like the more lovable well, it looks, the more they're able to kind of poke at you when it comes to like darker tones that you weren't expecting. I think it speaks more to the fact that m- this franchise is a Mario RPG. Okay. Because mm-hmm. RPGs okay. have the space and time to tell their stories right. and to do those beats. This time it's just Mario, but it's still in an RPG setting. And like we get characters that talk to you a lot and you get friends and partners and you get death of characters and you get to explore fantastical areas and these are all like hallmarks of rpgs Mm -hmm. it's just that mario doesn't have an rpg or didn't have an rpg until well seven stars seven stars yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like even seven stars is a little bit more that that to me is mario this is Paper Mario. And, yeah. And yeah. I don't like Mario. I think I don't like him. He, 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 I don't trust him, but I do trust Paper Mario. Paper, I Mario, trust Paper Mario has a soul, and I don't believe that Mario does. And that's just, that's just how I feel about the situation. Right. The thing about Paper Mario is that they took Bowser, right? The, just the bad guy 
just mm-hmm. the big bad guy of the Mario universe, takes Peach, and gave him depth and character. And yeah. they did this in, uh, um, God, what's the game? Sunshine, Super Mario yes. Sunshine, where yeah. they gave Bowser a son. But he, in the Paper Mario games, after the first one, where Bowser takes a lesser role as the main villain, because you can't do that every single yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at you, Sticker Star, and Color Splash. Uh, they they give Bowser a lot of depth and character and make him more comical, but also gives him reasons as to why he's after Peach yeah. and why he decides to help Mario on occasions, like in this game, mm-hmm. where he's folded up. And yeah. he's like, Mario, come on, I'm your bro. Let's go, come yeah. on. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Bowser. And yeah. if you play it the always takes, like, whenever, whenever Bowser, like, is like, you know what, Mario, let's stop fighting for right now, it's always because there's a bigger bat around. Mm-hmm. And as soon as... Yeah. That bigger bad goes away. Bowser's like, okay, I'm going to be the heel again. Yeah, but like that's Bowser's great. <laughs> he's he's wonderful. Like even in the first game where he is the main villain, you get a lot of his character. I I, I this sorry this sticks with me. In the beginning of the first game, he gets so giddy and excited when he defeats Mario because he says, "I finally defeated Mario." Yeah. And he like does a little dance and he looks so happy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. Also, he there's a diary in that game for Bowser and how he's trying to get Peach to like him. It's, it's really it's yeah, really cute. Poor guy. Um, I know. So I was actually thinking about this, and a lot of people wanted uh, Paper Mario to be the character in Super Smash Bros. I think mm-hmm. it would be mm-hmm. a bigger move to make Paper Bowser a character in Super Smash Bros. Hmm. I I mean, for me, the biggest move would be to include all the partners as a character in Paper Mario. From the first two games. In Super yeah. Smash That's the Bros? biggest move they can oh, Of course. I mean, adding a, uh, <laughs> a batch of characters would hey. be pretty nice. No, it's just All one I can character. say to that is, por que no las dos? I don't speak Japanese. No. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know what you said, actually. <laughs> it's it's a commercial. Come on. Everybody knows the commercial. You know I'm not it a culture. Why not? It means why not both. Oh, it's the Why Not Both commercial. Speaking of commercials, I think um, I gotta go uh, collect some confetti because there's a lot of holes. Yeah. Okay. A lot of holes that need patching. Let's smash some trees. Let's go. It's time for the side quest. I come to you this week with a heavy heart and some sad news. Gaming New Horizons will no longer be a part of Lunar Light Studio. The previous owners have severed ties with the remaining creators on the network. And if you are in need of more detail than that, please, I ask that you just go check our Twitter statement that we released on August 3rd of 2020. Um, However, I want to focus instead on the good news, which is that All of the remaining members of this network are committed to continuing to produce their shows and will continue to work together to collaborate on newer and better projects. The shows included in this move to our new network are Artificial Ghost Radio, Bad Romance Podcast, Deck of Friendship, Ending Pending, Force Friends Rewatch, Gaming New Horizons, Mock Footage, Netflix and Kill, The Cryptid Keeper, Trans Questioning Podcast, and Whatcha Call It. And I 
am still going to wholeheartedly and fully recommend any and all of those shows. Um, looking at this list, yes, every every single one of them is unique and wonderful in its own way. And if you haven't listened to any yet, now is a great time to try out one of them and show your support. Let the creators know that you like what they do. And uh, do the same with our show if you if you find it in your hearts. Um, but that said, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, and I'd like to get us back to talking about Paper Mario. So let's get back on to the rest of the episode. Terrence, what do you think of Olivia? Um, she rubbed me the wrong way initially, and I think it's because it took me a long time to make out, mm-hmm. like, what kind of character that person was. And yeah. also, mm-hmm. I am not that willing to trust somebody that I rescued just because they told me to. Like, that's not, that wasn't, mm-hmm. for lack yep. of a better term, realistic. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, Welcome to JRPGs. That just happens. But yeah. Olivia is. <laughs> I I like I like having a weird main character that doesn't really fit in this... the status quo. You know. I'm remembering now how she's introduced, mm-hmm. and I think this really like it's the first thing that happens in when you start playing the game, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it really sets the tone in a really good way, yeah. which is that you're trapped in a dungeon, you're waiting for fold, folded soldiers to come execute you by folding you up. And this is, you're controlling Mario now. And you hear this voice saying, help me, help me, I'm trapped in between dimensions, help me, please. And you smash a couple of crates in the room, and then you find this magic circle on the ground that says 1,000-fold arms on it when you stand on it, which is not something that is ever explained why this is a power that Mario has or anything like that. But you stand on the circle, and you activate it, and your arms fold up into 1,000 folds, presumably, and you have folded hands, and then you're able to grab the wall and pull it away. And then reveal Olivia there. And she's like, oh, I guess I wasn't stuck in between dimensions. I was just stuck in the wall. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And like that kind of humor is pretty commonplace for Paper Mario. Mm -hmm. Like pulling pulling down the background to reveal secret stair sets or stuff like that. But um, like having that that immediate uh, decrease in, in stakes... Of I'm trapped in between dimensions. Please help me mm-hmm. to. Oh, I guess I was just yeah, just stuffed yeah. in the wall, and that's a recurring bit. Like yeah, that comes yeah. Back. Yes. Luigi even brings it up. Fun. He says he hits yeah. the fact. I think I'm stuck in between two dimensions, and you can almost pick up right away. Oh, he's in a wall. Like <laughs> that's yeah, that's exactly. what he's doing for sure. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about something that was also a thing that I was wondering was in the older Paper Mario series. So you mm-hmm. meet a forest of trees, which is wow. Could not be creepier, right? The the, the yeah. tree that it's was called the Whispering Woods, and as you're walking through the woods, you start hearing things whisper. And they talk like, mad what? shit about you. <laughs> they talk, yeah, they talk mad shit about you. And I'm like, who is this? Like, what's gonna attack me? And then you find out it's the trees, yeah. and yeah. they're alive, which makes it and even scarier because it's just yeah. like, yeah. And, it's um, rad. But it's funny because, like, that was uh, definitely one of my favorite portions of the game so far, even though, like, it was fairly early in the game. But it sets mm-hmm. another tone for the game. It also yeah. introduced musical numbers, which I want to get into. Yeah. Is what? that is? <laughs> let me tell you, I was so taken. I'm like, what is going on? And then my friend appeared to pick up a game that I was letting him borrow. And I was like, I'm actually just, like, 
<laughs> enjoying this game and something really weird just happened. So like I'm still on that. <laughs> it was a great musical number, don't get me wrong. Which is oh, which yes. is super interesting too, because they don't actually sing. They they sing in murmurs. Yeah. But it's actually really entertaining and good. <laughs> is that a thing that um reoccurs throughout the game and also did it happen in the older games? Stuff. Did not happen in the older games, but it does it does come back and I really love all of the songs that I've seen so yeah, far. Me too. The stuff like this happens in the older games, like they're quiz shows in the older games. Yes. Like the background falls out and you end up in like a quiz show setting. Uh, but I don't remember any musical numbers happening in the past games. Yeah, and I if there was, it was probably like a one-off scene, not right. not a recurring, and not with that much production. Yeah, I can't speak to Color Splash. Maybe they did. I yeah. never heard anyone talk about it. Uh, but I love and support the Sap Sisters. Yeah, so for sure. That's- and listeners, um, even if you don't have the game or plan on playing the game, this isn't the hugest spoiler. Just look it up on YouTube. The Sap Just Sisters up- song. Grand Grand yeah. uh, Grand Sappy's uh, song. <laughs> it's you'll, it's you'll find really it enjoyable. And you'll know. Yeah, for sure. It's like what two minutes? Maybe it's it's really and not long at all. It's always fun to see like Mario and Olivia dancing, mm-hmm. and like yeah. Mario's dance is the cutest dance in this game. He's just like shaking his little butt. Wiggling mm-hmm. his arms. He dances like I do, actually, when I'm at the bar. But seriously, so. if somebody broke out into dance around me, I I would have to enjoy it. Like, like mm-hmm. I, Oh, yeah. I, I feel like it would be normal for some people to just kind of be like, what's going on here? But no, I'd be all about it. I'd be like, are you guys? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, just adding music <laughs> to the world. For sure. Very good thing uh, that they did. But I do I have to say talk- that... Um, uh, back to the fighting thing. Sorry to cut you off because I know we dabbled in it before break. Um, I actually am not. You know what? We'll we'll do that during caveats. What were you about to say? Well, I want to talk about grapes. Okay. Right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about yeah. grapes. We all. We, I think we all have a collective gripe with the battle yeah. system. So let's get into it. Um, yep. I don't like it. I think. I think it's weird. I think it's weird for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I like it for me. Uh, I think it would be difficult for some people. Yes. I have uh, talked to people that have given me complaints about the timer. The timer adds an unnecessary level of stress to it. And I'll like, I'll say this, like I've, there's like a ring trainer that you, there's like a a training dojo in the game. And there's a specifically a little arcade cabinet that you can go to and train yourself on the, on the ring mini game. I spent maybe an hour in it because I was trying to get a specific little goal to get like a high score on. There's one version where you can, you do as many as you can within a hundred seconds. And I was trying to get a specific score on that. So I was like getting better and better at it. And I was starting to recognize certain patterns and I was starting to recognize certain like, um, like strategies. And I was starting to see the ring differently. And then when I took that knowledge out of the ring trainer into the world, I felt way more confident in it. And I really like, I really like the ring stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel like I would like it more as like a mini mm-hmm. game, like P cross. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. I don't want it in my Paper Mario game necessarily, and I really don't like the fact that it's something that like I was able to to grasp and I'm able to breeze through the game pretty much because of it. That's the other thing is like once you understand it, that's the difficulty. Yeah, I was also you don't you don't get better like you do get better gear and stuff as you as you level up and you get more health pool, but like it doesn't it doesn't 
scale in an interesting way because the only thing that really matters is how well you do at the ring puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Cause I, and I, I agree with that. Um, I was wondering about the difficulty. I'm like, this game doesn't seem to have a very high skill ceiling like, at all. And yeah. um, the other... The other big problem for me with the ring battles is that the boss battles are completely yeah, different. Yeah, so they, different. They, they take place on the same ring, but rather than Mario being at the center and fighting out, the boss is at the center, and Mario has to work his way toward the boss by using little icons that are on the ring. So instead of moving the enemies to where you need them, you shift the rings around to line up the icons in such a way so that Mario will move to where he needs to be and like hit the attack icon or hit the magic circle in a spe- at a specific time. Um, and the boss battles themselves are pretty cool. I like them because mm-hmm. you can pick up little info notes if, if they're out there on the field to, to learn more about how to fight the boss. You can open up treasure chests to find health pickups if you need. They are a cool system. But again, it's like you spend the whole game fighting low-level enemies. This is like a typical like a typical RPG pattern is you, you spend the game fighting low-level enemies and leveling up and learning how the combat system works. And then you fight a boss, which is your test. Like, hey, you've, you've spent a lot of time practicing. Now do the hard version of it and see how well you stack up, except that the tests are a completely different system that are only relevant during those boss fights. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. As alone, I like the boss fights. Uh, together yeah. with the whole battle system, I don't get why they decided to do that. Uh, yeah. I, and like you said, Joe, I like the battle system. I don't think it's for everyone, and I'm pretty sure it can be difficult for some people to to get their head around that. And you can spend coins to add more time to to the ring battles, but like you don't want to use your resources like that. But also, yeah, and you, can also you can also spend money to make the toads cheer you on, which help basically auto solve the puzzle or and, a portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that sometimes. You do that sometimes, and you're going to make more coins than you're going to lose by doing that, but it still puts players at a disadvantage if they have a harder time grasping that mechanic. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest gripe about the game, is the, is the, the and I think it's the biggest gripe that we all have, but Terrence, go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. <clears throat> I just don't understand why it's the main battle. Front. When I, um, when yeah. I saw it introduced, well, I thought it was like a special, like, type of battle that you shouldn't have to engage with yeah. all the time. I feel like it would be much better as that. Like, say, if they were like, oh, you have to find an army of Goombas, and then that game mode became a thing. But That's like right, right before the boss yeah. or the boss yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was a very If there wasn't a timer, that. sure, yeah. because the reason right. it works is that it is every battle and you can practice it. Yeah. Right, exactly. You can practice it, and it's the main mechanic. Um... Yeah, I, I feel like that's uh, the only major gripe I have with the system. But another gripe I have is not understanding this, so I'm going to phrase it in a question. Um, does this game have a message that it's trying to get across to the players? Like, like um, the stories, uh, I feel like, touch a lot of topics. And, and um, you know, RPGs have stories that touch topics, and you can kind of get some kind of theme or some, like, over overall message that you could possibly gather. Mm-hmm. I want to know if if Paper Mario is just dabbling a little bit at something, or is it actually going to come across and give me something that I can like walk away with? 
this game will give you something that you can walk away with. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. <laughs> uh, whether or not it's like, if there's like a main theme, that remains to be seen for me still. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there are specific themes that this game tackles. Okay. okay. In the, if we're looking at, uh, we've we've done a lot of going back and forth in the old games and the new games. Yeah. Um, I would say that this game, and and in a lot of ways, the writing is funny. Like this game does a really good job of resparking the joy that I had for this series that yes. I lost with Sticker Star. Me too. Um, and in the old games. There are themes, but you don't really start to see what they are until the end. Yep. Mostly, it's a it's a long journey that you go and you achieve, you save the world, and you make friends along the way. And your friends have little arcs that they have, too. Yeah, you, you get more of a story from the partners and their arcs than you do necessarily from Mario. Mario is just like, shows up in Toad Town, world is fucked up, fix it, and go. Uh and with the partners here, I get that same feel of the partners have their arcs. Yes. And that's and, very well, clear. And I think in this game, I think I feel like like Olivia's really the main character. Mario's Olivia's just the, the main vessel. character. Bobby's the hero. <laughs> <laughs> um Mario's just the, the the lens through which we view the world, basically. He 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 keeps the he's the muscle. <laughs> yeah, he's the like Olivia can't fight. But she's but learning. Olivia is is the sister of the main villain and like you know and that has already where i'm at in the game which i would say is like somewhere between a third and a halfway through um is uh it has already had some very serious implications on their relationship yes. and on the world and on her character she mm-hmm. she starts off as a very very basic like tutorial like kind of annoying sprite thing Mm-hmm. And then she has some very deep and very heavy moments, and also some really funny and lines. really like, light. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you first meet the first partner, which was kind of teased at with the original released trailer, we see this Bob um, and they they play a joke on on the player yep. because the Bob Bomb's like, or, or Olivia's like, you should join us, you should be a, you should be our friend, you should come come along on our journey, and then the Bob Bomb's like. Oh, I don't think I should. I think I just get in the way. And then Olivia's like, "Yeah, you're right." Yep. And then uh, leave it. You, at you, that. you raise some good points, and then they leave it at that. <laughs> and then and then the bottom starts to like inch closer. Like, uh, wait, uh, maybe I actually. I mean, maybe I could. <laughs> if you and then want. they come with you. <laughs> Is that offer still up? And Olivia's like, "Yeah," and yeah. it's really cute. And, it's really charming. But it's it was a, a fake out for the player because we haven't had partners for two games. Exactly. And I, I feel like that's the other thing is that the writing team finally has some kind of like level of awareness of like things that have been wrong in the past and things that they want to kind of fix. But that seems and, to be a, a huge point in this in this specific Paper Mario game um, is its awareness of itself. I, yes, I, I yes. have a line here that I wrote. I said, Mario's fame is the link between the real world and his. Like, the fact that yes. everyone <laughs> knows how popular Mario is. Everyone. And yeah. I mean, yep. you do. The characters in the game do. You know? Like, yep. like it's 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 known. And I feel like the game does a really good job of pointing out how aware of itself it is. Like, even some of the silly things. <laughs> like, I like that. Luigi's growing arc is him being aware of who he is. Compared to Mario, like I feel like that's that's huge. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
Luigi um, coming into own is his own is one of the best things that the Mario franchise has ever done. <laughs> we haven't really talked about this yet, but this game is in part a collectathon. Yes, yes, let's um, talk about it. <laughs> each of the areas has four things that you can collect. There are the the holes which you can fill mm-hmm. with confetti. There are treasure chests which have trophies in them, which end up in the museum that you can review later. There's usually three or four of those in an area. There are hidden question mark blocks, which have items in them. Some of them are invisible, um, and if you're clever, you can find them, but there probably also is eventually an item that will help you just see them. There is. Or or there's Uh, an item that lets you know there's one around. Right. And then there are hidden toads, which have been crumpled up and discarded by the folded soldiers, and they're just around in town. They are... Sometimes they'll be bugs, sometimes they'll be birds, and you generally, you hit them with your hammer to release them, and when you do, nine times out of ten, they just say a funny line and then scurry off to Toad Town, and I bring this up because I wanted to talk about one of my favorite toads that I've found so far, Uh who was folded up as a skull, and Uh when I hit him, he unfolded, and then he said... Did you know? He, I don't yeah, know yeah, exactly yeah, what he yeah, said. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know exactly what I, he said, but the line was adjacent to, did you know there's a skeleton inside if you right now? I wanted to screen <laughs> oh cap it, gosh. and I didn't. I did. Oh, I did screen cap send it. Send it to me. <laughs> oh, God. It was, I got there last night at three in the, I was awake at three in the morning last night playing Paper Mario. I'm going to tell everybody that right here and now. That was one of the last things I did, and I fell into a fit of laughter. Mm-hmm. Paper Mario mm-hmm. came after my brand. <laughs> they it's just a it's just a joke a minute and then and then it's not jokes for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The so I know that there was some contention with the toad collecting in Color Splash. Mm-hmm. Uh I like collecting the toads in this game. Uh, yeah. and also they give too. you rewards like helping you in battle and also other things. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's cute. I don't have and also, they fill the world with life when they show up. Yeah, they do. They right. Do. That's the other thing. You go onto like a new area for the first time, and it's desolate. You'll see mm-hmm. a couple of folded Goombas, and that's it. And then after you like, as you go, you go through or whatever, you find some toads, and then you come back to that area later on, and you see all these toads walking around. Yeah. Because you've freed them like, from their bug prisons. I think specifically about the picnic path in the first, or well, mm-hmm. second area, first area, the first streamer area. Yeah, the first And chapter. there's, like, some butterflies flying oh, yeah. around, and you yeah. hit them, and the toads keep trying to flutter, and th- some of them have an angry expression while they're trying to fly, and it's the funniest thing to me. It is. They're very cute. It's it's a good game. It's a good game. Is it a good Paper Mario game? <laughs> I think so. I think that makes... I think that means we're... Uh, Go on, Terrence. Moving into um, the question... Yes, but I want to tell one more thing that made me laugh out loud, which was in the first area, in the Whispering Woods, um, when you first land there, there's like no music, it's very quiet, and then as you progress through, you start to hear this music, Um, and I was hearing the music and I saw this tree with like a speaker on it and I hit the tree with a hammer and the speaker fell down and the music <laughs> cut out. It was so funny. <laughs> it was really funny, wasn't it? <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh, awesome. It's a good time. This game is a good time. It is. I mean, and we can like go on and on. We're pretty much, 
I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of this game, uh, as it yeah. stands. Uh, there was a turning point where it made it made it a mainstay in the Paper Mario series for me, and yeah. Joe knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it for the fir- for the first while yeah. the jury was out for me. Yeah. Like it's 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 been it would have taken a lot. For me, it would have taken a lot for the Paper Mario series to come back from the brink, yeah, and be like as good as, or at least recapture some of the magic as the games of yore, right? Um, and I, I feel like it has passed that bar for nice, me. Nice, yeah, yeah, me too. There, there are certain things that this game has chosen to do that that yell, "This is a Paper Mario game" to me. Right. It's not the same as the first two, and I know people have issue with that but it's not that's what it is but it's not a bad game like sticker star hey hey why are the final bosses before the streamers fucking art supplies for no reason i have the answer okay um because and i this is from an article i read i don't know the validity of it but nintendo doesn't like it when intelligent system makes new characters so they had to like find a way to introduce new concepts and characters. But what about the Velamentals? Those are made-up characters. Yeah, but they're like origami. <laughs> they're different. <laughs> they could have made origami folded soldiers. I know, well, it doesn't but matter. It doesn't my matter. personal answer... <laughs> so the thing is, is that they couldn't, like, make super... There are limitations on the production team. Yes, there are limitations on the production team. But for me, also, it's so that I can fight back against the things that I used in Sticker Star. Because... Fuck using the stupid <laughs> items in Sticker Star. I'm going to destroy those stupid colored pencils. Okay, now I like it. Exactly, right? You're like, they made me use these things, and it was some of the worst mechanics in the game. Speaking of battle, there's no more stickers in this game. Color Splash also had stickers. This uses weapons with durability. I'm not going to lie. All yeah. the people kind of feel like stickers to me, though. You shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why, to my knowledge, they use. Yeah. They can't. That's why we all only see totes. That's why Bobby isn't a special boy. He's a special boy, but he doesn't look like other characters. But I think that also lends to the fact that, hey, here's a regular Bob Bomb, but also he has depth and emotions. Yeah. And he's probably one of my favorite characters in this game. <laughs> and yeah. he's just a Bob Bomb. Yeah. He's not Bombette. He's not Admiral Bobberry. He's Bob Bob. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Anyway, you made me yell about colored pencils. Are you happy? Yeah. I think we could all use a little yelling about colored pencils. You want to me? Why aren't there more of them? <laughs> What's your favorite color of colored you pencils? You already know. Terrence is yellow. yellow. Mine is like the dark blue. Or is blue. it macaroni and no, cheese? No, it's not macaroni Is it daffodil? Is it marigold? My marigolds. I feel like there's a pink color that has rose in the name. That's mine. Mine is like uh it's 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 just blue. For the colored pencils, it's just blue. I really like the color mm-hmm. of that pencil. Cool. Are we gonna keep playing Paper Mario after this episode goes out? Yes. Yes, I will continue to play Paper Mario and I will see it to its conclusion and then I will go back and play the other games for nostalgia yeah. purposes. What I really want is to be taken on the journey of Paper Mario. I would like to play this game more, but I feel like most of the value that I could get from it can come from, not most, I'll take that word out. I feel like a lot of the value that I could get out of it is uh, taken away by the fact that I haven't played a Paper Mario game before. 
And I feel like that that's okay. pretty important. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, we didn't really talk about whether or not it would be a good onboarding point for people that have never played it before, for any Paper Mario game before. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know yeah. that I can answer yeah. that question. Yeah. Me neither. I'm too um, But it's that's an interesting take. I kind of assumed it would be because I think it's a good game. But I think, yeah, it might be too many permutations away from the original that you would want to build up to it. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm going to c- keep playing it. I had to stop myself from playing it more between like when I started playing it and recording this episode. And now that, that we've done it, I can go finish it. <laughs> yeah, I picked it up again last night to get a little refresher. Uh, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess that does it for us. Then Terrence, I will very gladly take you through the world of Paper Mario, at least the first two I games. You guys, like I said, you yeah. guys said it was your absolute favorite game. I have to do it. Yeah. I have to. Thousand Year Door is a is a masterpiece. It's a and masterpiece. This game, Paper Mario Original Sin is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it is. The Original Sin was folding. That's right. Um, so fold, you thank you all so much for joining us. This has been Gaming New Horizons. You can find us on Twitter at GNHcast. You can send an email to GNHpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like, if you would be so kind, we would absolutely adore it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell us what you think of the show so that you can raise our visibility a little bit um, because... I know there's only like two or three gaming podcasts out there, and it's really kind of a shame that we're not like up in the top ranks of those two yeah. or three gaming podcasts Absolutely. that exist. Um, so help us out with that. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, thanks again for listening. This has been Gaming New Horizons. Hold us up, baby. Laceball. It's for everyone. <laughs> Baseball. <Bastard. Ugh. laughs>